0: They're crazy, they're zany, and just plain nuts, but they love Jesus, America's Keswick, and all of you.
1: Here are the hosts of the Bob and Bill podcast, Robert Hayes and Bill Welton.
2: Well good afternoon Bob. Hey Bill. Good to see you. It's good to be here. You're looking very uh cash today. Well yes I'm in you know in between
0: formal and informal. I don't know why because you know I knew I was doing this but I didn't really want to get fully you know professionally outfitted. Sure I was getting a little scared (laughs) there. So this
2: is episode 21 of the Bob and Bill podcast. We're going to listen to our good friend David Harris sing, I Bowed on My Knees and Cried Holy.
3: I dreamed of a sea
2: So, David's amazing. Oh, my word. I mean, people ask all the time, do you have to be able to sing to serve on the Kazakh staff? <laughs> the answer to that is no, but it sure does help for times like this. It is one of those nice like
0: surprises that took place. Yeah. And the cool. man barely practices. I mean, I know he practices on his own, but with me, I mean, that was the third time we went through it.
2: So, Saturday night of this weekend, yes. we're going to be doing a special concert at 7 o'clock, and David and Allison are both going to be sharing along yep. with... You enjoy, so it's going to be a great.
0: You're going to you're going to participate, right?
2: I hope so. And is <laughs> Elizabeth so. participating? I believe so. so she probably be, forgot, but we'll. It's going to be
0: an awesome night.
2: So we thought we'd get together with Graham and have Graham interview us. This is Chaplain One. He serves as the director of the Colony of Mercy, and uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about where we are as a ministry right now, because there's probably a lot of questions.
4: Yeah, I got a list. Okay, so. Um, probably the last we kind of talked to our partners, we had our Family Freedom Walk. And inevitably, when we have the event, um, uh, money still comes in. So maybe we can give from you, our partners, kind of an update of where we're actually at at this point for the Family Freedom Walk.
2: Okay, so our goal was 115000 What made it different this year was we didn't really have a lot of face-to-face communication with our partners and friends to to ask them, on a one-on-one basis, so okay, what do we do? We have no literal walk because we're doing everything virtually. But as of Monday, the Lord has brought in one hundred and sixty-six thousand one hundred and forty-three dollars, wow. which is only explainable by God. Mm-hmm. So we are just so grateful for all of you who prayed, all of you that gave, and gifts are still coming in. So wow, very exciting. Amazing. So question for you, one.
4: Um, many of our, probably most of our partners and friends, have been giving, have been praying passionately for this ministry because of our addiction recovery. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to sit, kind of ask you, when it comes to the Colony of Mercy, what is the current state of the colony? Um, How many guys are currently in the program? And maybe share some, maybe some cool stories of what God's been doing in this season with the men.
1: Well, it's currently around 29 guys in a program. Uh, the beautiful thing is is that we did a, a resident and stay. That means uh, no visitors, no outside, uh, unless it was essential. And so the guys had to make a decision uh, that if they wanted to stay and complete the program, that uh, they would have to agree to that, to that. And so we didn't know how that was going to go. Uh, surprisingly, out of the 29 guys that's in the program, 13 of them are disciples. So they graduated and stayed on uh, for more counseling, for more... Uh, Discipleship work. So uh, the amazing thing is is to see the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, since all these guys know each other for uh, at least three months, uh, the relationships are getting tighter. Uh, the The time that they spend together is 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 essential to their recovery. So they they really it's really a nice dynamic to watch them grow together mm-hmm. individually and corporately.
4: Have you seen um, from a counseling standpoint with kind of the What's been going on? Have you seen counseling take a different direction or are tackling different issues with the men right now?
1: When you have a conflict uh, like what's going on, it really exposes uh, how important recovery is to an individual. And so the guys that decided to stay on, you can see that their hearts are really into their recovery. They're into learning about what the Lord wants to do in their lives. So, yeah, it really just, it just really, came to the forefront who were serious about their stay Mm -hmm. and and buying into their own recovery it's sort of like these guys have the skin in the game and so yeah yeah, they're really serious and and consistent about what they want awesome so one of the
4: ministries in addiction recovery that you're really passionate about with your wife is families for christ and we have been doing that virtually um so maybe talk a little bit about how God's been using that time. What have you seen kind of come out of doing virtual Families for Christ? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, you, you don't know how these things are going to go. Uh, Families for Christ, the plus with that is that we got together and we, we got to sit with each other, look in each other's eyes, ask uh, hard questions. We get to dialogue about where we are. And that was one of the plus. We get to eat together. And so we didn't know how this would turn. And Surprisingly, uh, some of the response and it, it encouraged us this didn't surprise God, but it surprised us how uh, the, we were able to connect with people we wouldn't normally connect with uh, last uh, FFC in general, we had people from another country we had uh, a couple who were one, one the husband was deployed deployed. And they were able to join us virtually from two different locations, mm. people from out of state that couldn't drive in normally. And, uh, and so it was amazing to see the connection and it, it kind of blew our minds what God did in that. And the amazing thing is that after the meeting, they asked for more. Mm. They said, what can we do to connect throughout the month? Can we add something to FFC? And so they, they're, they're asking, what else can we do virtually?
4: That's really cool. And I think that what's cool about that is ministry still happening, both at the colony, Barber's Place, and even in Families for Christ. So, okay, you had mentioned when it comes to how many men are currently in the program, 20 or 29 guys. That's way less than what we normally have. So I know as a ministry, and particularly you, have been in conversations of what, how do we start the intake process again? How do we start bringing um, new guys into the program to get, you know, set free and counseling and all those things. So why don't you share a little bit? I mean, this is scary. I mean, for those watching, uh, as we're talking about this, we're, we're in scary times, but it's exciting because these men need help. So from you, how are you thinking through that process? What is that intake process going to look like?
1: I think, I think what help is the culture of Keswick. Uh, for 123 years, people did abnormal things. Never fit into the mold. 122 years ago, William Rawls taking a trip out in the Pinelands is not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have things that we've been through in our country, on campus, through our ministry over the years. And the culture around here is, uh, is serving with excellence as it depends on us, but depending on God uh, through the process. And so when these things happen, it really shows the solidarity of who we are. Uh, we, we are in a war for lives. And just because the war took a turn, it doesn't mean we back down. We move forward. And so what we, what we decided is, how do we practice the best CDC recommendations while trusting God in this new season of life? And so we developed and we studied and we prayed and we researched and we found three or four different options we have to begin our intake process. And so with a team, uh, with a multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so with the team, we was able to solidify and nail down one option. And so um, if I may, we will be starting doing intakes next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if you can pray for the two guys that we will be bringing in on Tuesday. If I, if I may, I can share one thing. The guys, part of Recover is reaching back. The guys in the program are so excited. Mm-hmm about new intakes coming into college. It's so amazing. They wrote notes to them. They, they, their hearts are for them. They're not even, per se, worried about what, what's going to happen because they're more worried about what's going to happen if they don't get help. Mm. And so the guys are excited about that.
2: That's awesome. So, Juan, how is that going to look? Because we've, we've had virtually guys in here who have had no exposure to the outside. And now we're going to be bringing in two new residents, Uh, just sort of give us a little bit idea of not all the details, but what's that gonna look like in terms of some of the steps that we're taking to protect the men coming in and to protect the guys who are currently in the program?
1: Well, we take
2: the necessary
1: steps because uh, we wanna be responsible. Uh, We wanna be safe. And so we completely shut down a whole area this area will be called a stabilization area. This area area will be only uh, only authorized individual will be able to go with the CDC recommendations of what kind of uh, where we should have apparel, we should have. Teaching will be done by only a- authorized individuals. Nobody will come in contact with these individuals, but a specific group with the right um, uh, approach, safety measures, and so. When they have a negative test, it will get their tests, after they went through all the precautionaries, checking the symptoms, checking their temperature daily, and with a negative COVID test, they will be then acclimated back to our normal intake process and they will start the program after they stabilize. So we essentially started a whole new program, five to 14 days just for a new intake. But we're willing to go the extra mile to keep the current residents safe, yet minister into the people that we minister to.
2: So how many, we're going to keep our census at a little bit lower number so that we can really practice social distancing. But, but that really doesn't address, how many guys are on the waiting list?
1: Last time I checked, it was 29. Okay. And counting.
2: And, and what do you see? I mean, I have my own personal opinions, but as you look at the landscape out there right now of what's going on with addiction in conjunction with COVID-19, what are some of the scary trends that you're seeing? I mean, we're seeing alcoholism on the rise. We're seeing drug use on the rise. Why, why should that be a concern to
1: people? Well, isolation is the enemy to recovery. The very things that we use to grow in Christ, the very things that we use to work our recovery, for se, is shut down right now. Um, our, our church groups, our, our support groups, our services, that's what fuels us, and that's what encourages us in the journey. Meeting with our pastors, meeting with our accountability partners, all that has been on hold right now. I, I had a men's breakfast I did this week, and the pastor of the church shared... Uh, that the individual that he's working with is falling back after some clean time since the COVID, since the pandemic, and he asked, asked, what can we do to help them? And so everybody is asking these questions because all the resources, most of the resources that we had have been currently shut down. Mm -hmm. And so just because we have a pandemic, we can't forget about the epidemic that we
2: already was engaged in. So you need to be praying for our staff because while we're excited to serve in this new way, it's also scary. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Some of our staff are like you are raring to go. Let's get them all in. And there's other staff members. And this this doesn't make them wrong, but it's a scary time to be exposed to the potentials of the COVID-19 so I trust that will give you a little bit of an idea of how you can be praying more diligently for the ministry of the colony of Mercy. We're going to be doing the same thing for Barber's Place and working on all of those best practices because in another couple of weeks, the Barber's Place will be empty. So we need to bring in intakes, not because we want the numbers up, but because these men and women desperately need to hear the good news that Jesus Christ can set them free from the bondage of addiction. Cool. So that's kind of an update on
4: the Colony Mercy Dictionary Recovery. Bill, I want to, and Robert, I want to transition to talking more about the conference side. Um, right now, we would be in full swing, gearing up for Memorial Day weekend, Ooh. kickoff to the summer, uh, but things are looking a little different. So, big picture, from your guys' perspective, what's kind of happening with our conference season with summer um, as we kind of look forward right now?
2: Well, let's talk about Memorial Day weekend. Obviously, that's the next thing. <clears throat> yes. What, how, how are we going to do Memorial Day weekend?
0: Memorial Day weekend this year will be done virtually. So, we will have programs Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. We're doing a Uh, special service as well Sunday evening and then Monday morning we'll do our patriotic service. So um, virtually we'll be active as normal, but um, we won't have the activities that we would normally have. We won't have the helicopter and things like that, but as far as the worship and the uh, Word of God, everything will be available for you to watch online.
2: And and I think for our audience, they're, they're enjoying the virtual because it's better than nothing. But what's that like for us to do like a conference (laughs) with nobody in the room?
0: Well, I had the privilege of leading worship down at the Colony for the men. And being in a room with those men who are set free, they're singing the song of the Redeemed, it's just completely, you can't describe it adequately. Would you say that's correct? So when we come back up here to lead worship, we're all by ourselves, <laughs> and it's uh, a drastic difference. However, our audience is still the same. Our audience is God. He is worthy to be worshipped, and whether we do it with Joyce and I and a couple people in the room, or we do it with a room full of people, our, our object of worship is still the same.
2: So our speaker for Memorial Day weekend is Pastor Dave Ritter from Bayside Chapel, in Barnegat, New Jersey, so he'll be preaching Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night we're doing a concert with a number of our staff, Uh, Sunday night, and then we close out with Monday, which is going to be kind of weird, no barbecue, no, it's sad.
4: But I think uh, it's perspective, of, right. like you said. It's, you know, just because it's different doesn't mean the mission changes, doesn't mean, the, you know, the method's changing, but the mission is still the same to get the gospel out there. So um, I'm excited for you guys to join us. If you want to, it's going to be live on our Facebook page, YouTube, BoxCast, website, all those things. So be sure to connect with that.
2: And when you watch, give us your comments. Yeah, because that encourages. that's the closest thing to yeah. feeling like we're connecting with you. We, we sort of sneak off the stage and, read the comments, Mm -hmm. so please continue to do that.
4: Okay, so that's Memorial Day weekend, but quickly after we launch into June, (laughs) um, things like what would have been June hymn-sing, dinner concerts, Young at Heart. So what does June look like for us right now?
2: Well, June's virtual too. Young at at Heart's going to be a virtual conference. Pastor John Strain is going to be teaching for that event, and that will begin on Monday, uh, Monday night, then Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday. Wednesday night, we're going to do TNT. <clears throat> so that'll be, you won't be able to see the men.
0: Nor will you be able to make your own ice <coughs> make cream your own Sunday. Ice cream. Mm-hmm.
2: But at least you'll be able to hear the guys give their testimonies. Yep. And then Thursday is our Gaither hymn sing. It's like the last, well, it was supposed to be the last <laughs> hymn sing of the season. Mm. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to throw in a July hymn sing awesome. and an August wow. hymn sing. And uh, right now, I'm trying to work with uh, some folks to see whether they would come in and do a concert for us. So we wouldn't have a dinner. Well, we could do dinner. Joyce could cook for us. Oh, that would be nice. Like dinner for four. (laughs) Wow. But we'll keep you posted about that. Cool. So that's exciting.
4: All right. So my guess is everyone watching has the same big question. We talked about Memorial Day weekend. We talked about June. But the big question, Mike, mark right now is summer. So why don't you talk about, as we kind of game plan, what is your intuition? How are you looking at our family weeks and moving deeper into summer? What is that going to look like right now?
2: Well, I think the first thing I want to say is I'm really grateful that we have a staff who are willing to think out of the box, uh, who at the beginning of this didn't say, well, what are we going to do? And, you know, give up and You know, We've been able to, because of God's people, continue to have our staff working and be paid, still do ministry. Uh, We have the infrastructure in in place to do the podcast and the worship live. So so that's really, really important for us moving forward. Uh, I think the big question is going to be as New Jersey starts to open up, uh, we don't have a crystal ball right at the moment. Uh, Camps in Manchester Township have closed for the summer. Uh, there are places all over the country that have declared that Christian camps and conferences are going to be closed. Which for many of our sister camps and conferences, that that's going to be catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. And so you need to be praying for 3CA and the bigger picture of Christian camping. Well, what does that look like for us? Well, we're hearing all kinds of things, so let me just sort of paint a scenario. And again, this is not gospel, yeah. but this is what it may look like. Uh, we may be limited to Uh, A percentage of people that we can minister to. So that may mean that we are looking at ministering to 60 or 70 people to start out. Drastically different than what our summer has looked like in the past three or four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, It may mean no children's ministry this year uh, because there are a lot of families that are skittish about bringing their families, your young families, out to places like America's Keswick. Uh, we, we know of facilities that have opened up. And opening week, no one. one couple showed up. Yeah. So I think it's all going to look different. Uh, most of our weekend groups have canceled. Mm-hmm. That's bad because at this point, through the end of June, I believe we were looking at a loss of income of close to $500,000. That's really serious. Yeah. But the bright light in that scenario may be if the governor allows us to open if he allows us to minister to 65 70 people uh, one of the best practices that we're hearing that might have to take place is a room will have to sit vacant for at least three days before new occupants check in so if we do are able to do a small week conference that would give us at the end of that week the three days to keep that room empty and get ready for the next group of folks. Mm-hmm. So you know what, you need to be praying for us because the we have an issue with what do we do about summer staff. Yeah. We have a full contingency hired but we don't know whether we're going to be able to utilize those kids. Mm-hmm. And so we believe that sometime after the 5th of June we need to be able to make a decision so that they can plan if they're not going to be here they can at least look for another job. So there's there's more questions than there are answers.
4: Yeah, and I, what I love your point is one of the biggest things that you all can be doing right now is praying. Uh, one, praying for our, our government to make wise decisions, but also pray for us as a leadership team as we kind of navigate these uncharted waters um, that we're making the best decisions that we can. And
2: uh, we're well. going to expect all of our guests to wear masks yeah. as well as all of our staff. Mm-hmm. We're going to practice social distancing. So for a group of 60 people, we may have to move our conference meetings over to the activity center so that we have the ability to spread out. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do everything that we can to be compliant with what our state officials and what the CDC is going to enable us to do. Uh, So it will be interesting.
0: And I wanted to say we're preparing as if summer will be just like any other summer. Mm -hmm. So activity-wise, we're going to be prepared. But as things change, we will adapt our program so that there will still be plenty of fun things to do. And uh, it will be an exciting time. However, it will be compliant with whatever our uh, regulations will be.
4: Cool. You had bedazzle your own mask, right? That oh, was yeah. One? yeah.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Cool. All
4: right. So that's plan A. That's if, hey, if the government decides to loosen restrictions, what would that look like for us? But let's go to plan B. What if can't meet? what are we doing? Are we canceling summer? Like what is that?
2: No, I think what we'll do is we'll have to do virtual conferences for the five weeks. And we've been talking with our speakers Mm -hmm. and, you know, it may be one speaker that will come versus two. Thankfully this year, most of our speakers are local. I mean, you can be praying for Chris Thompson, who normally comes from England, but he did a missions trip in India. And as far as I know, he's still there even as we speak. So uh, you know, we, we will do something virtually to stay connected with our families and our friends this summer.
4: That's encouraging. So, no matter what, summer is going to happen, just may look differently. Depending. We may have
2: to do a virtual escape room. Oh, that'd be awesome. would oh. I mean, be fun? Yeah. Yep.
4: All right. So, Bill, President and CEO, you're on the front lines of this ministry. You're talking with our partners. We have a lot of big things coming up. From your heart, how can people be praying uniquely for this ministry?
2: Uh, strength for the staff, uh, protection on this property. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amazing thing, is, Juan can tell you, in my 23 years here, this is the first time that I am aware of that at the colony, the flu hasn't gone through the colony. Yeah. We had one guy early on in the process who had the flu, but God has protected those men. So praying that The Lord would protect our staff from getting sick, from the men getting sick, from the students at Barbara's Place. Uh, Praying that we will be able to continue to be creative and have the energy to do Mm -hmm. what we think God's calling us to do. And then the big thing is finances. Uh, We talked about this this morning in our meeting, that usually after the Family Freedom Walk, where giving has accelerated, giving tends to drop. Mm -hmm. And so we... Are very thankful that we have the finances to see us through week by week, but during the summer that needs to continue to happen so that we don't have to furlough or lay off of our lay our staff off. Yeah.
4: So again, what I love that and the first line of defense at all times, but it just feels so much more timely now mm. is prayer. Um, please be on your knees with us. Um, that these times are just so uncharted and we desperately need your prayers. Um, And I just want to speak from my aspect. Um, One of the amazing ways, aside from prayer, that you can partner (laughs) with us, help us as guests, um, is really coming alongside. Everything's digital right now. And a free way, a tangible way that you can help us is really by, like Bill said, when we're doing an online event, be commenting. That is such an encouragement to us, but it also helps other people see what we're doing, be sharing, liking. Um, Again, we have so many things. (laughs) so many things going throughout the week with uh, live worships Monday through Friday, the podcast, Um, Noah Lang's, you know, Revelation Devotion. We have the new Tuesday um, Devotion for Women with Lynn Wilson. Like, all of these things, and a great way for you to help us is just let people know. We always hear the comment of, Keswick is America's best-kept secret, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't need to be like that. So, a, a way that you can help us is just by sharing, commenting, liking the things that we're doing. That way, the ministry of Keswick can go far beyond anything that we could ever imagine or do on property. So, that's a really tangible way that we can do that.
2: And we still have all of our supplies that we want to get into people's hands. Hats, Keswick hats, Keswick masks. We sold out of our first order of masks already. Yeah,
4: unbelievable. Unbelievable. So uh,
2: watch online. Graham will be putting information about how you can get some of that merchandise that we would have given to you during the summer. Did you want to say something else?
1: Yeah, another thing, uh, when you say that throughout the the conference, whether it's in-house or uh, whether it's virtually, Periodically, uh, we'll, we'll, the guys will be sharing testimonies. And if you comment, I will make sure that they will yeah. get your comments. That's awesome. Part of this ministry, I know personally when I went through the colonies, is our partnership with our guests. Mm-hmm. I love when the guests come on property and have a word for the guys and the gals. Now at Barber's Place. And, that, and that's the thing that we're missing. We're missing that dynamic. So another way you can do that is send a comment. Uh, we will get the message to the guys. And I'm sure that will be encouraging for them.
2: Awesome. Well, I trust that this has been helpful for you. Uh, It's certainly been helpful for us to have this opportunity to interface with you. And, Robert, since it's Memorial Day weekend, maybe we should play something patriotic. Okay. I was thinking like the Statue of Liberty. Okay. By our good friend, Neil Anlow. Let's do it. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to a brand new week. This weekend, please join us for our Memorial Day weekend. Friday evening at seven, Saturday at nine thirty, Saturday seven o'clock for a special concert with our staff. Sunday night at seven o'clock, and then Monday we close out Memorial Day weekend at nine thirty. It's going to be weird, Bob. It's going to be very
0: strange, but we'll have a good time.
2: Just a reminder that we depend on friends just like you to support the ministry with your gifts and with your prayers. You can give today by calling 1-800-453-7942 or give online at www.americaskezik.org. Until next week, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. God bless you.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, let us know. Write us at bewealthy or it'll be in the description below.
1: If you'd like to learn more information about America's Keswick, you can visit our website at www.americaskeswick.org.
0: Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 for the next edition of the podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Tyler. And have a good and godly day.